0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 6th of February. In Your Squiz today, Yang Jun is sentenced to death, King Charles is diagnosed with cancer, let the tax cut debate begin, and making noise at the Grammys. This is Your Squiz today. Clare, longtime time squizzers will remember that we've talked about Aussie writer and democracy activist Dr Yang Hengjun before. He's been detained in China since 2019 and things took a shocking turn yesterday with Foreign Minister Penny Wong making the announcement that he's been sentenced to death by a Beijing court.
1: That ruling includes a caveat that it could be converted to a life sentence after two years. That's pending his good behaviour. But as you say, Alice, Dr Yang was arrested in 2019, and although the charges against him have never really been disclosed, the Chinese government has accused him of spying, which he denies. Mm. The trial was held behind closed doors in 2021. He had very limited access to lawyers during that period. His supporters have accused the Chinese government of political persecution. They say that he's being punished for his criticism of human rights abuses in China and also for his advocacy for human rights and democracy and the rule of law.
0: And Claire, the Australian government's been campaigning hard for Dr Yang's release, particularly after fellow Aussie Chang Lei, who was detained under similar circumstances, was released last October. But it's had no luck with Dr Yang.
1: No, there has been no luck for him. But what Wong said yesterday is that the decision is harrowing and appalling. She says that the government will be communicating our response in the strongest terms, and that included summoning. China's ambassador for a meeting yesterday afternoon. Uh, What Wong says is that there might be avenues for Dr Yang to appeal that sentence, but his supporters are very worried about his health. Uh, One has said that five years of arbitrary detention and torture have taken a heavy toll and that he's now critically ill.
0: And as for what this says for our thawing relationship with China, experts say Dr Yang's case is a serious spanner in the works. Experts have noted that Wong Stop short of recalling our ambassador to China, which is what governments do when they're really, really upset. But what Wong says is that the government will not relent in its advocacy. There's breaking news this morning, Claire, that King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Buckingham Palace says it was found during his recent treatment in hospital.
1: The type of cancer hasn't been revealed, but it's not prostate cancer. Mm. Of course, he was just recently receiving treatment for an enlarged prostate, and the palace says that he began regular treatments for this cancer on Monday. The king plays an important role in terms of the functioning of government as the head of state. There's plenty of paperwork and private meetings to be done. He's not suspending that role, but he is putting off his public engagements, and other senior royals are expected to stand in for him during his treatment.
0: And the statement that was released by Buckingham Palace says that King Charles is grateful to his medical team for their swift intervention and that he remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible. Claire, it's been a couple of weeks now since PM Anthony Albanese announced the changes to Stage 3 tax cuts and today's the day the legislation will be introduced to Parliament.
1: Yeah exciting day, Alice, isn't it? (laughs) Very exciting. And look, it's the first time that Parliament has sat this year. They're getting on with things today. Uh, The Greens and the Coalition are yet to declare their hands. We'll hear from them exactly whether they're going to support the changes that the Albanese government wants to make or whether it wants to make changes to that. That's all to play out. What Prime Minister Albanese has said is that he wants this all done by Easter so that they can hit the first of July start date, that was when the original Stage 3 tax cuts were due to take effect. Um- Albanese, of course, has caught quite a bit of flack for breaking his election promise to leave those tax cuts be. But, of course, there's been a lot of discussion about the cost of living crisis and the government is saying that these changes will allow them to deliver more support to low and middle income earners. Um, They seem to be on board. The polls are showing that there's a lot of support from those groups for these changes. Uh, And there's a lot more, Alice, of them than high income earners Mm -hmm. who will still get a cut, but just not as much as they were going to get.
0: And, Claire, the other thing today to keep an eye out for is the Reserve Bank's call on interest rates, the first of the year. It'll involve Governor Michelle Bullock giving a full press conference this afternoon to talk us through the decision. And the hot tip from economists is that interest rates will be left on hold. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDFs and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, former soldier Ben Robert Smith is back in court this week. It's after he lost one of the longest-running defamation cases in Australia – and now he's trying to overturn the original decision.
1: Yep, this is the appeal. So, of course, just to go back to the original case, that was Ben Robert Smith suing the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age and the Canberra Times. That case was dismissed in June. Uh, Justice Anthony Basanko found that the newspapers had proven that he was a war criminal. But Robert Smith's lawyers are now arguing that the judge made a legal error in finding him involved in the murder of four unarmed prisoners in Afghanistan. Uh, His lawyer yesterday told that hearing that there was a difference between lawful and unlawful killings in war, and that's a question that's at the heart of the case.
0: Yeah, the original defamation hearing lasted 110 days and it cost $25 million in legal fees. This case before the full bench of the federal court is expected to last 10 days, and some parts involving national security will be heard behind closed doors. We can't possibly skip talking about the Grammys today, Claire, especially after Kylie Minogue got things started early with her first Grammy win in two decades. What an absolute legend.
1: Alice, why would we want to skip talking about the Grammys? <laughs> There's always so much going on at the Grammys. Uh, of course, Kylie Minogue, I loved her reaction to that win. It's really worth looking up on the internet to see exactly how excited she was. Um, that was for Best pop dance recording. That was, of course, for "Padam Padam." The biggest name on the night, though, was Taylor Swift. She made history. She's the only artist to ever win four Album of the Year awards. She scored that, of course, for Midnight's, which has just been such a huge blockbuster. Uh, And she also used her time on stage to announce her upcoming album. So that's going to be out in April. She continues just to be an absolute juggernaut. (laughs) Um, Other big winners on the night, Miley Cyrus. She went from zero Grammys to two. Um, She took out the best pop solo performance and also record of the year with flowers.
0: Special mention to her big hair as well, Claire.
1: Oh, yeah. What a (laughs) (laughs) quaff.
0: And Billie Eilish also won Song of the Year, which was her song for Barbie, What Was I Made For? And we can't forget the fashion. I'll pop a link to a great red carpet gallery into your episode notes the day Claire anything to mention look it
1: is safer internet day today that's a day that's backed by the e-safety commissioner just calling it out because we do quite a bit of work with them on our squiz kids program Mm -hmm. Uh, what they're calling on today is to connect reflect and protect I think if you're someone who has been involved in any of the hacks of late (laughs) um, you might be reflecting and looking to protect so maybe safer internet day is a day to get on with that
0: yeah very good call. And that's us done for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Sheehan, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that, that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. And so when you're talking about a dress that's yeah. sort of an equivalent price, people equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, you don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.